Hello, and you are listening to a TV junkyard podcast. Engage. Idly hope. Hey now. Suit up. Time. My God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Hello, IT. You tried turning it off and on again. I'm ready. I'm ready. I feel ready. Hi ho, tone deaf neighbor. This is my own private domicile, and I will not be harassed, bitch. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And may I suggest the footing of your ass? You want to play me hard? Phrasing. No idea. Well, then you better nut up. Phrasing. Do people ever hit you? Well, only when I'm talking. One person's annoying is another person's inspiring and heroic. Who are we to judge? What do you think about that? Uh, I, think, I think my voice is annoying. It is, and it's your best quality. Wait a minute, and away what? Away we go. Hello there. Uh, welcome to uh, another episode of TV Junkyard, folks, which is just like regular video junkyard, but a little bit more on the tube and a little bit more trailers and shows. Anyways, with me, uh, as always, in two episodes thus far, is my lovely partner in crime, David Andrews. Hi, uh, you may remember me from such classics as the TV. Wait, fuck. We're already <laughs> doing too. We're already yep. doing great. Already doing great, but that's what edits are for. So uh, I'm just. Gonna... Oh, I'm not cutting that out. Oh, <laughs> I, but you could. <laughs> I could. Oh. I could. We're just gonna fucking jump right in, and we're gonna review TV shows and TV ads and everything television. Because why the fuck not? Yeah. So with you know, with this uh, new movie coming out uh, in the DC universe, Birds of Prey. Uh, David had this wonderful idea of um, reviewing the old TV show. Uh, and by wonderful I mean, idea, I mean awful. Which I mean, idea. I didn't even know the show existed until Ryan <laughs> mentioned it. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's a thing. And then he's like, hey, remember when you mentioned that thing that existed? We should review that before the movie comes out. Well, I mean, I guess as a general disclaimer, uh, this show has very mixed reception. There are there are people that defend it, and there are people that very, very much lament it. So, um, um, yeah. So, because uh, this is a new premise, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna we just watched the first three episodes um, of the series. We we'll review it and see where it's at, and see whether or not it's worth uh, going forward. So, without further ado, uh, let, let's fucking play it. Birds of Prey. The Birds of Prey. My name is Alfred Pennyworth. And this is their story. Wow. Yeah. That's... If you can't tell already from, from that beautiful uh, Birds of Prey intro, it's definitely hitting a certain type of... Uh, genre is it not absolutely and if, if you can tell what year this was released in by the song then you win and you were right it was it was 2002 you you hit it right on the head early early fucking 2000s with that one like that one... let me see i think back in that time smallville was just reaching its second season when this when this show launched um and the basic premise essentially is you are transported into an era where batman retires um and disappears and, and disappears. disappears and uh he of course uh in keeping with some of the comics he has a romance with selena kyle aka um, Catwoman, 
and they have a child who somehow gets super abilities, but we'll we'll get back to that later. And uh, a- after uh, Selena Kyle gets uh, brutally murdered by the uh, Jehoker, um, Jehoker, <laughs> and the, the Jehoker poker because she's Jehoker. Um, Jehoker poker. Sorry. And then you know he I'm does beer in. <laughs> and then of course he he goes and does what he always does to Barbara Gordon. You know, disables her. And <laughs> I then... shouldn't laugh at that. It's not funny. No, it's, just... it's no. You're an evil, terrible man, and that's okay. Yeah. Um But basically, it sets up the premise for the Birds of Prey. Very loose adaptation of the comics. Black Canary's in there, but she's not really Black Canary. Oracle's there. That's kind of and... like. You can kind she, of just say that about Gotham City in general because it's called New Gotham. Oh, so yeah, Gotham well, City's in there, but it's it's New Gotham. Uh, it's New Gotham. And same, I mean, same, same great taste. Yeah, I mean that's exactly kind of what this show feels like, though. It's like, man, we're we're gonna reinvent. It's gonna be great, and like you can tell that I feel like this was supposed to be a continuation of like the Burden Verse. Yes, and they, I was gonna they, say that too. And they didn't fully commit; they didn't stick to it, because like the Batman costume is is definitely like straight up ripped out of Burton. And well, if you watch like their uh, old trailers, they they actually did take scenes from that with Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, oh, and they just so that was. It. Well, it was kind of like kind of meant to be that way, but also like they didn't really get the full approval, I think, and so they're kind of like tiptoeing on it. I don't know if it was scrapped; it was just like they were like like um on the edge of caution uh yeah <laughs> rightly so um first off let's let's start off with with the bare obvious yeah it's early fucking 2000s and it and it, and it drills it it doesn't drill it it's just like you watch it and you're like oh yeah yeah that i do see the cringe factor of that decade now that i look back at it you know yeah you well the, you, i mean yeah i don't ahead. feel Sorry. that this show is definitively the best or the cream of the crop but it's definitely, it's definitely got all the right ingredients. That's for sure. Yeah, if you want to make a jumble wumba, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tattoo uh, subject. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing at my own jokes without any. Anyway, it's gonna keep going. It's uh, it's it's a heavy. It's a very much a CW show. This is before they really established the Arrowverse. And yeah, as that's, David said. That's what's really interesting, though, because like, if like it is an Arrowverse show like through and through it feels like if they tried to put the Arrowverse out in 2002 like it follows a lot of the same beats as like your Flash or your Arrow not quite as well done as we'll discuss but it's like I feel like when they went to do Arrow and Flash they they definitely took heavy inspiration from Birds of Prey on how to do it and how not to do it that too Definitely that. Too. I'm heavy. If if people haven't picked up, I'm heavily critical of the show. Um, I'm heavily critical of even the Arrowverse. I stopped watching after season three of the Arrow and after season two of the Flash. No, yeah, season two of the Flash. Um, and the reason why is because it does what every CW show does. CW has a target demographic, and that's angsty teens and young adults. So there's going to be like, sex and relationships matter so very much. Uh, even though like, and they have the cool superhero bits, but when the other aspects of the drama gets in, it's like, oh god, this is painful. And it's not that I'm against those story plots. And just I want a good one. I want I want one that actually matters. I don't want one that just regurgitates the same fucking hokey uh, performances and, and plot points that every other fucking teen drama does. Um, and 
It doesn't. Yeah, this one I, does it hardcore in spandex and like tight lingerie, quote unquote, costume, like superhero costumes. Well, I mean, the Huntress's outfit is essentially Underworld, right? Like, it's literally a carbon copy of Underworld. Like, like she looks just like Kate Beckinsale. I think I I probably butchered the well, actress. Well, by that by that he means in the first episode she's totally wearing like some kind of like see through uh, pajama like coat dare I say it definitely looks like lingerie and that's definitely throughout this theme like so the three there's three main characters there's like David mentioned prior it's the huntress who who is um, Selena Kyle and Batman's illegitimate daughter or whatever. Um, and then you have Barbara Gordon, and then you have this other like teen character who you find out later um, is it's Black, Black Canary, Canary's. but it's not Black Canary. It's Black Canary, Canary's daughter. Oh, is that uh, what it is? Okay. So yeah. We, so we didn't. Uh, it didn't show it in the first three episodes. I jumped ahead and I found out that Black Canary is actually played by Aunt Becky herself. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Wikipedia. Anyways, yeah. So you have these three uh, female leads. And, like, with everything around those 2000s, there's like, yeah, let's really go for girl power. But let's not actually have real empowered women. Let's just have really angsty women who, like, have uh, classic trust issues. They're very petty about certain things. And uh, uh, they fight over, like, they just have, like, those, like, one-liner jokes. I'm like, oh, my God, are you wearing my shirt? Like, it's not like they make it that huge of a deal, but they just keep that fucking going. Same with, like, the teen problems, like, trying to find a date and shit. Uh... Uh, and like try to build a romance but it's super complicated but like it totally should work out because you totally want these people to be together um and it's like wow this isn't really that empowering to women it's just really kind of reinforcing the stereotype um i yeah i mean that's true i feel they handled uh oracle a little bit better on that regard yeah oracle i don't hate like because because her whole subplot with the dude that goes way too fast in any relationship that that was better ish it's with what we're working with it is what it is it's good for 2002 because <laughs> like yeah. everything else but we don't know how sense. it ends so yeah um, like barb barbara's definitely given that well like the dude literally what was it episode three that he's already like yeah so like want to meet, my, meet parents? my parents <laughs> like, yeah i think oh, they went they... two dates yeah like they <laughs> it is kind of a weird like they kind of rush it uh, even for the viewer, and they're even in that same that same episode, you find out later, and then on they don't show the scene. You just find out from Barbara that his parents didn't actually like her because she was in a wheelchair. Oh my god! I okay, so I wasn't like losing my mind because I like I don't know because I got really like, easily distracted while watching this because I wasn't over inherently interested. So I thought yeah, I you're missed... doing something else when you watch this. Yeah, I thought I missed <laughs> the conversation with the parents. Okay, so it just didn't happen. On screen. Uh, no, no, it just didn't happen on screen. What happens is like it's an episode where they talk about metahumans, which they do establish like metahumans have like this subculture. Well, which if, I, it all feels what, very X Men. Kind like, of, yeah, that's what it is. It's like meta, all metahumans are villains. Well, because like, no, we're not. Because <laughs> for some reason, and this still, I don't think we're ever going to get a good explanation for this, but Batman and Selena Kyle, both human, have a daughter who is half meta, which one. Okay how and two how, how can he be half meta thank you thank you david that's where i was fucking at i was like we, we, so in that in that same episode where they established like the the meta human underground uh she makes a comment in a sassy way like i'm half meta human and i'm proud who mind you she's saying this to the only character in the show who is not white 
So when you have a white woman try to talk about, like, you don't know what it's like to be, like, oppressed by a culture. And it's, it's very fucking weird to be saying that to the only character of color in the series. But I digress. She does say the statement, I'm half metahuman. And it's like, like David said, how? How are you half metahuman? Because metahumans are either born with superpowers or given to them by some, by some experiment, which they say in the show. <laughs> so, how are you fucking half? From, from two non- Well, I guess- I guess Selena. It's not it that. came from Selena. It's uh, like they're hinting that it's Selena. I'm pretty sure. But wait, does is Selena meta though? Like even like yeah, in she's cat-like. Oh, I don't I think so. I didn't know if that but, was an ability or not. I thought that's just the way she. I how think she do. I, I, I feel I feel like it's kind of like a Halle Berry Catwoman situation where she does have actual like bestowed powers of some oh, kind. Oh yeah, but see, there's there's another movie I never watched and never will. Yeah, uh, no, maybe I, unless see, you this, want us this to is, vote now. This is the junkyard, so... Anyways, David, actually, do you want to talk about her powers? What are her... What are her uh, half-metahuman powers? Uh, she knows kung fu and how to use wires. <laughs> and, okay. and a really, really bad CGI shot in episode four, where she's, like, doing the Matrix thing. But you can just kind of oh. see, like, the JPEG running across the roof. It was pretty good. You're good right. I, yeah. Very much like classic Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't you dare spit on Sam Raimi like that. That's I'm not... Literally... I, I w okay... <laughs> Okay, whew, all right. I that I wasn't. I didn't mean it as offense. I mean like jumping from rooftop to rooftop and then making comments about it. Now, oh, yeah. essentially, her, essentially her powers are like her eyes turn into cat eyes and then revert back in the same like fucking clip. Uh, it's very strange. Is and that, then like, is that what makes her half? Because she has to turn it on. Yeah, she turns it on, and then there's always followed by with that like cheetah sound or whatever it's fucking called, like, and it's like, um, it's like that's the trans, that's it for her meta. Like, like, uh, like if it was if it was made ten years earlier, it would have had like a whole power up sequence, like, <laughs> by the power of the huntress, may my powers activate. I now yeah. have the reflexes of a cat. That's it. She just jumps higher and does like she's just more like uh nimble. And she knows kung fu, and she just but instantly that's the thing, knows like, kung fu. And she jumps. She jumps from fucking uh, building the building without activating the power. Anyways, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of uh, uh, the animal, um, Rob Schneider, a little bit. And it, like in my um, mind, I'm like thinking like, oh, this is just. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, most of the power sets throughout the show are either extremely unexpired or completely unexplained. Like, um, or I think it's very awkward. Yeah, I think so. In a sexual so. way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, creepy gecko guy. Uh, creepy gecko guy. Well, I I guess he's not a gecko, but he reminded me of gecko. Like, the, the doorkeeper to the bar was like, oh, oh I, that I remember your scent, your smell. You've been oh, in this yeah. restaurant 162 million times, and you haven't said yes to me once. You know, that's sort of General guy that you friend zone, and he doesn't understand why you but, friend zone. But him. for some reason, according to the writing, he was super popular. Like, like she never got once was like, you. she was like, oh, ha, 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 what a joke. How's your sex life? Yeah. Uh, actually, I was referring to uh, episode two with the water dude. There's a guy who just turns into liquid, and then how he kills people is he turns into liquid and then goes into their mouths and, like, drowns them. Oh, but yeah. But the way they always play the scene is you just see an actor standing there with their arms together and mouths wide open. And, like, the only people, <laughs> four people that he, wait, there's three people he, no, there's two people he kills, four people that he attempts to kill, and only three people in which they show his attempts. And two of those three are women. So... 
hence why I'm like, it's kind of awkward. Uh, so, well, this just, whole show yeah. is just uh, kind uh, of awkward. Like, it's, it's like, like dealing with a teenager's like sex hormones. It's like dealing with a teenager period. Like, I, it's like, and right, and I've gone back and forth with the question, like, would I have liked this show when it came out when I was twelve? And I don't know for sure. I don't mm. think so. No, I was watching Smallville at this time. I really dug Smallville, especially around that time. Smallville was better, though, right? Yeah, it still dealt with like similar things, but it was definitely better. Yeah, please don't uh, kill it... me for all you rabbit. I know there's like a following for Smallville. I just never seen it, but it's fine. <laughs> like I'm not gonna. <laughs> I like that defensive nature we have to take nowadays when it comes to like nerd culture. Like... <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't need a death threat for all for the for the third person that listens to it and the one person I offend. Uh, I have to mention though. How about how about Huntress is uh, disguise to protect her identity? What disguise? What identity? Um, She's literally just wearing like lingerie. I'm Ashley Scott <laughs> in a costume. That's that's where I'm at. Uh, and she has a job as like a bartender, but she. Oh totally flakes out like she just always like leaves I like she... i gotta do something else and like she's not even nice about it she's like i just gotta fucking do this thing like feel... i'm gone bye <laughs> i i should go back to that for a second though but i do feel like she pulls a clark kent because isn't every time she's like out in like public as not the huntress she has like her hair tied back no i could have sworn i could <laughs> i think it's she... less it's less feathered i think i think there's a few scenes where she's hair tied back i don't quite know yeah, but she... i think she does something and i feel like... maybe she's just pulling trying to pull a clark yeah, like she puts on like this necklace, this collar that has like the bird of prey symbol on it, and that's essentially all I got out of it. Because like um, even even in episode one, the one dude figures out who she is just by like when she breaks into his house, it's just like, oh hey Helena, how's it going? Why are you in my house? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because he knew her growing up. Oh. Uh, she was trying to break in and she didn't successfully do it. He turned out to be the bad guy in the end anyway, so that worked out well. Yeah. Um, that I think they try to play the idea that, like, oh, she's a nobody. She's just some random bartender and whatnot. Like, no one would know. And I'm like, ah, um, bullshit. And especially, if, like, if you're an attractive person, you're going to get more noticed. Like, even the Huntress in the original comics had a mask of some type. Like, yeah. But, I mean, if she never took up a job as a bartender and she was just, like, a general vigilante, which clearly they have the fucking budget uh, to fucking do since well, they live in a fucking clock tower that's live in a CGI. clock tower and i believe are they still basically being fully funded by the wayne money yes and she is the like legitimate daughter of bruce wayne she just doesn't care for the title but she totally maybe they maybe somewhere down the line they explore that like i said we only explore like the first third of the show and i mean even but... if we didn't they only made 13 episodes and who's going to say that they would even try yeah. to do anything like and that then they should the first season they they did show up in the Arrowverse crossover, the 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 Crisis on Infinite Earths, for a whole ten seconds. Yeah, they deleted their universe. I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> um, uh, what else you got, David? I don't know. I okay. So for one, I'm not quite as cynical as Ryan. Around episode four, it started to get a little bit better. I'm not sure if it's going to completely turn around by the time I hit episode thirteen. If I hit episode thirteen, the first two episodes are really bad. The third episode is more intriguing than it is good. And that's mostly because they pull a little bit of a whodunit with the, the mystery guy and his powers. And they also, they also introduce, like, a subculture of metahumans, which is, oh, like, I, oh, I, I yeah, guess yeah, it, plays, yeah, yeah. it plays on further. But... That was the same episode. But, you know, and I had to think, like, when they sat down and wrote this, they took a bunch of stuff that was really popular at the time and were like, 
we're gonna make this the Batman version of that because like Underworld, I believe just came out right then, and the Huntress looks almost dead on to the, to the Underworld character. I haven't seen Underworld; I'm just noticing the same appearance. And okay. uh, Metas feel like it has a huge X Men vibe, and yeah. X Men X Men <laughs> only just came out. I think X Men Two actually was. It was, it was two thousand two X Men two, I think. I don't know, maybe it sounds about right. It, we're not going to really research it, so if yeah. anyone else like says we're wrong, that's fine. You have please that fact check us. In fact, go ahead and make a comment. You could be famous. It'll be great. Yeah, we're uh, we're like it. We're like and subscribe to you, mm-hmm. the viewer or listener or nobody. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I I definitely get where you're getting at with that. Um, and, I will say, it, it you said you... you said they had this fun who done it, but honestly, it's like yeah, we know who did it. We well, knew it, who was the bad guy from the start. I, like they didn't hide that fact. Fun's <laughs> a strong word, but like <laughs> it, fun's an enjoyable word when used correctly. <laughs> like, cause like as soon as I saw the guy, I'm like, oh, he's the bad guy. But like, yeah, it was he just had a fucking tick. It was it was a better problems. it was a better villain than not Scarecrow and Slick, the prison uncle of the Secret Life of Alex Snap. Like. He was just a little bit ah, better. You know what? I can, I can definitely say no. Okay, you know what? I I, I am cynical. I, I I'm going to be cynical. Um, so uh, but I will give it this much. Uh, I they didn't show it in the first three episodes. Well, they did. They did, they briefly show it, uh, in some of the episodes, and that's Batgirl's costume. Uh, I actually really like that costume because it does look like it was a Batgirl costume made for Burton Burst. Uh. For for the Burton verse, like the Burton Batman universe, it doesn't. It definitely fits into that, and I, I really liked it. Um, yeah, what's her name really does. I think does kind of work as as um, Barbara Gordon to the full extent that this show will allow that to be. She is definitely like the person in the room who's supposed to be this wise character, and naturally, I'm going to gravitate towards the wise character. Yeah, and you know, um, we don't get a lot of Oracle in in media, as far as I know, like. And I always thought that was a really cool character. I mean, of course, Batgirl's cool, but I always, I always liked Oracle. I liked that she showed up in Arkham Asylum, and I liked Batman having kind of like a tech back, backup person. Like, I don't know. Right. Can I talk about Barbara's chair though for a second? Yeah, I mean, you certainly can. Um, it's definitely just an office chair on a motor on motorized wheels. Oh, well, that's. You can even see the device that lets the chair go up and down, that little handle. You can see oh, it. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's. I mean, I was, I was, yeah, it's. I was more preoccupied with the bad CGI most of the time. Like, did you laugh out loud when Fire Guy got eviscerated? Because I did. Fire. Yeah, when when yeah, one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we should probably explain it. In the episode where they had the ser- the meta human serial killer, episode two. Nope, that's yeah. three. That's three. Two is slick. Episode three. I don't know. It's all fucking it's dude. Crap blends I, together. I know. And the only reason I even remember which episode is which is because I can literally see my notes as we're talking. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't even go that I, far. With my notes. I guess just as a basic synopsis, episode one, they all come together and they fight a really shitty scarecrow. Episode two, they all have drama and they fight the secret life of Alex Max's uncle, Slick. Episode three is this stupid it's a whodunit but the 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 meta guy is like a guy who copies powers so whodunit with no mystery no mystery um and a guy that's like oh well if i get rid of all the humans my pain finally no metas my pain finally ends oh such tragic world his pain yeah he gets a headache every time he's near a meta human and that's his motivation for killing killing literally all them and then episode four the one that we haven't discussed is the crown jewel of the four episodes is about a baby assassin 
Yeah. So I keep kept saying we watched the first three episodes, but the fourth episode played, and so we watched it. Um, and it is definitely uh, the strangest uh, episode, and it's it's kind of fun in its own. I wish way. every episode was like episode four. I do because because I, I I I yeah I mean if you're gonna I give it points for doing yeah. something. So for those who don't know about episode four, it's very it's very I would argue somewhat. It's not very sexist, but it does add it, it's a baby episode. Okay, so you have the three main female characters, like it's they now are in a possession in the possession of a baby, and now motherhood in a way kind of. For, for Huntress is now a thing briefly. Now, it, I say briefly because the kid ages like five, six years every time he takes a nap. So by the end of the episode, he dies an old man. Spoilers. But, um, yeah. At, what, David, what do you have to say about I, that episode? I, I don't know. That was just the one that entertained me the most out of the four. I mean... I agree. Uh, for one, Baby Assassin is the dumbest, best idea anyone's ever had for an evil plot. We're going to raise... I forgot to mention that part. He is an assassin. We are, we are <laughs> going to make genetically buildable Baby Assassins that age in a day, so that way there's no accountability. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. they're super loyal to me, unless they're not like this one. And Well, that's the thing. They're programmed to kill the, the person they imprint on. Oh so. shit! Okay, so I didn't pay attention. Um, oh, that that was in the plot description. I don't really think they really say it well in the show. If they did, I didn't you know, catch it. You either. know, it would not surprise me if they didn't explain it. Like Black Canary's daughter, who I thought was Black Canary, who I still don't know why she's on the show because she's she's like, I went to school once, yay! And it's like once, that's yeah. her entire plot throughout the entire four episodes. I think like episode five, they start to go in deeper into that, but that's where we stop because it's like. If, you can't win me in the first three episodes, first four episodes, then. See, God damn, you're not worth my time. I'm not sure, but I might have been won over, if nothing else, for but for the burning curiosity of what the hell happens. <laughs> we'll be, like, <laughs> will old man baby assassin come back? Well, I don't think he'll come back, but like... No, he won't, he's dead. I, well, <laughs> I, he went to sleep and turned to ash. Has that literally stopped anything from ever coming back in the comic book thing, though? You win that round. Oh, I should probably mention the villain's Harley Quinn, but it's not Harley Quinn. But it is Harley Quinn. Yeah, um, it, it's it's Harley Quinn. It's Harleen Quinzel is the over art uh, over. Uh, art, uh, she's 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 a bad guy throughout the season. But she's still a psychiatrist. Like, and yeah, and she she she's more importantly Huntress's psychiatrist. Each of, almost each. Yeah, episode. and but she's also trying to start like the next big crime organization in Gotham. And so far, she does a really shit job because she's had three really stupid plans and they've all failed. But they market her as like this super genius. But so far, her best plan so far has been Baby Assassins. Yeah, Baby Assassin was the brainchild of Harley for the motivation that her and Mr. J, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what she says, uh, her and Mr. J always wanted to have kids, but she, she being a businesswoman, didn't want to be bogged down with like the everyday. So she wanted a kid that was perfect and would age within three days and then just be gone. And on an added bonus, also an assassin. So her baby was meant to be a prototype for her to take care of. But at the same time, the baby is supposed to be programmed to kill those who it imprints upon. You see in the issue, like... <laughs> 
Oh, and the only reason she's still a psychologist is because she wants to fuck with people. I, yeah, I just want to ruin it. people's <laughs> lives for fun, and that's why I'm still a psychiatrist. Otherwise, I don't know. She's interesting, though. She's better than our heroes, at the very least, for being compelling. I mean, that's a loose way of putting it. But yeah, I, I mean, she's entertaining to watch because she is, like, the generic, I'm crazy well, person. I, I get this feeling that, and I'm sorry, I don't know the actress who plays the role, but she definitely knows what she has and, and owns it for what it is. And, like, like she definitely gives it her all, and she definitely puts up a super camp performance. And I can enjoy camp. <laughs> yeah. I, I can enjoy camp, but I don't know if this show was going for camp or not. I would think not. It's hokey. But it comes... No, no. It, you know what it kind of comes off as? It kind of comes off as the Batman Returns and Batman Forever kind of, you know... Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god, you're just fucking right. Just kind of came together, and <laughs> there was this awkward middle child, and that's Birds of Prey. That's the Huntress. It's like, we don't want to talk about that that being a thing. Yes, you're right. Even with the overuse of CGI in Gotham, which the oh, CGI... Oh, that's right, the whole city's fucking cgi Oh, it's awful. You, By the way, you can only really watch this show in 480, um, which is tough to watch alone, oh, see, I but thought, the added CGI... I won't lie, I thought the CW's free streaming service was just crap, but that's just what it's native, is, is 480. Ooh. Yep. You can't get any better. Well, than I mean, that. I guess I guess maybe, there hasn't been a maybe. I, I guess there hasn't been like a clamoring for like let let's no we don't need a Blu-ray. Let's get the Blu-ray we don't need Ultra Four K. <laughs> Listen, I want to drop. I'm gonna drop my twenty dollars on the Ultra Four K Blu-ray box set of Birds of Prey because I love it that much. I need my angsty, hokey, lace-clad uh, superheroes. Who also occasionally have some uh, uh, teenage drama. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, you're right. Because Nobody. honestly, the premise isn't terrible. And even, I would say, I would keep some of the, the actresses in their roles too, but just get better writing. Like, I feel like Ashley Scott would have been fine if she just had a little more to work with. I feel bad recording would have been fine. Yeah, you know... Funny enough, the pacing of the show, each episode, is, for the most part, pretty fine. Like, it, it paces fine. It's not a problem with that. Uh, it's kind of on par with other, I would say, with other CW comic shows. But overall, it's just not very exciting when compared to those other shows. Um, and the hokey performances can be good. Like, with Dr. Harleen Quinzel, like David said, it's so fucking campy. It's actually kind of like, yeah, I watch it. Like, I watch any other, like making a fool of themselves and the fun way and enjoying it but at the same time like all the angst it's like oh my fucking god um i'm surprised i actually got mark hamill to voice the joker in this one. Oh yeah i'm not surprised i just wanted to mention oh. that yeah mark hamill's in I, it i guess while we're at that couple other random tidbits aaron paul shows up in the first episode only to get his ass kicked aaron paul shows up in the first episode yes and uh yeah <laughs> that's that's how you kind of like, like you mentioned it to me. Because when you pr propose that we do a review of this, uh, you're like, hey, so Aaron Paul's in the first episode. So there's that. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I got to see why. You're I won't look it up. I'll figure it out. In. You <laughs> son of a, yeah, exactly. You son of a bitch. Uh. Yo, motherfucking Aaron Paul, son. Yeah. So um, I, do, I do have a bit of a closing question. If, if yes. Birds of Prey came out in 2012, as opposed to 2002, and was given the same budget as, say, Arrow Season 1. Do you think it would have been a successful program? Do you think this is a uh, hidden gem that was out of its time? Um, no. No? <laughs> so, 
But what do you think? Do you think it would? How how would Birds of Prey work today? Ignoring the movie, which it probably does a better job with the movie. Hence, we're looking forward to seeing that movie. But what do you think? I don't know because like, I feel like it was already. I I feel like Birds of Prey is like literally the blueprint for the Arrowverse. So I think yeah, it would probably not Smallville. No, because Smallville was smarter. I feel than a lot of the other shows. <laughs> if I'm just being honest, like. I yeah. <laughs> I remember like people still hold on to Smallville while Birds of Prey season one through four Birds of Prey yeah. has definitely turned into a very very cult following like it has its fans. Um, it does. But it's it's much more niche. While I would still think that people who watch Smallville up even up into its later seasons still prefer it over like the Arrowverse. I would say, like, I would probably, if I would, I probably would have watched Birds of Prey if I was aware of it at that time, because I was really Oh, yeah, I, I, but I definitely I agree. probably wouldn't be heartbroken when I found out that it was canceled. Well, I mean, we can't say for sure, because we didn't finish it, uh, but... No. I, I, I definitely am, I'm not surprised that I missed it back in the day. Apparently, during the very limited research I did, the first episode, like, premiered to really strong review, rating, not reviews, but ratings... And then it dropped down significantly yeah. after the first episode. So people, I think even back then, weren't really buying it. Yeah, and I would say the first episode is not what bought it for me. It was a little bit further in. The, the, the first um, episode is still legitimately the worst episode of the series. It is. Um, it really honestly is. So like, far. it's actually probably twice as bad as the rest of the series. Which is unfortunate, because you you need... I mean, we've television has a charming... Uh, fault that a lot of shows do tend to flop on its first season only to kind of turn things around after the writers had some time to figure out what they're actually doing. You know, there's there's a lot of famous examples of that. You know, The Office, Parks and Rec didn't really have very strong first yeah, seasons, right. but then yeah. turned it around the second season. I'm almost wondering if Birds of Prey might have ended up being one of those shows where it kind of stumbled a bit at first, but found its footing later on, but we'll never know. Well, because generally, generally with my feeling of the CW DC shows is the first few seasons are usually great and then after that it kind of goes downhill because they start falling for their oh no their they, they like really said, do like they go too much into poor drama there's nothing wrong with drama but i mean it has to be good this is just teen level and drama it, and i'm like i think teenagers deserve better than that and then I, I don't think a lot of these so. shows have a very strong roadmap after so many seasons you know um not no. to and i uh I, i'm sure i have people that agree with me here but supernatural right the king of the CW shows. Everyone knows Supernatural. A lot of fans. But I think... I think the first... I've watched the first season or two, and I really enjoyed that. I just couldn't keep up with it. It was a weird transitional well, period. I, I, just I think I know it, for but... a fact that you've actually watched the first three seasons, because I remember you and I really enjoying an episode from the third season with a certain demon. I forget. It was Lilith, maybe? I'm pretty sure she's season three. I could be wrong. I forgot entirely about it. Yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> so... I've watched it more recently, which is why I think I remember it more strongly. But the, the point is, Probably. the first five seasons are actually really strong. And and they had a roadmap for those first five seasons, because that's all the creator originally intended on. And then the CW, or W, I think it was probably the WB at the time, was like, this show is the best I think thing since... it was CW. Oh, well, okay. I, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I remember the... I, I, I'm not trying to be an ass. Just like, I just like, no, it was CW at that point, yeah, I believe. No, you're, I, prob I mean, you're fuck, probably right. Um, but then, like, after season it. six, they were like, keep going. And they were like, what? 
<laughs> you know, and, and after that, I think it's starting to get way worse. But I, I hear it's redeemed itself a little bit. But the point I try to make is, like, I feel like you're absolutely 100% right, especially with a lot of CW programming. Because, like, Arrow Season 1 was really good, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure I finished that season, and it was it was fine. Like, Yeah, 1 was fine. 2 was, I think, better a little bit, maybe? Depends on certain parts, But yes, then I, I started to watch The Flash and its first season, and I'm like, this is Arrow again. This is this is this yeah. is Arrow again. Like it's the same show, um, and it's yeah. not that far removed from the same sort of tropes and plots that they did in Supernatural. It's it's all very circular. Um, it's all about formulas for a lot of shows, and I get it. Like that's how a show survives: is you find a formula that works and oh, you go absolutely, for it. Absolutely. But it's like, but you don't have an adaptation to help evolve a show it's it's one thing to have a formula it's another thing to have a formula that you allow to evolve um yeah like an actual story should go but i mean studios and creators are always going to be at you know, with each other for sure and um i can tell you that through this show like from the it like it failed to fly for me uh pun intended for birds of prey um like it, it it's it's just other comic for me it was just like other comic shows um and they try to use like all women cat like all women um leads as like like a it felt more like a like um i don't know if it was like revolutionary maybe that was the no, intention I, I, but the execution i don't know if it was really that helpful i don't feel but it was I, it's early on like that revolutionary because it wasn't literally buffy around this time too that's the thing. I remember Buffy, and Buffy was a lot better. Oh, is, is Buffy <laughs> so, a lot better? Okay, that's good to hear. Buffy's a lot better. Oh, no, I, I... Um, I'm not saying that... Like, Buffy still has, like, similar kind of tropes. Like, it's just what happens in television. But Buffy was definitely a lot more entertaining uh, and, and better. Cause, cause all, that, that's basically what I think of when I, when I, when I watch Birds of Praise. It feels very much like an, an acclamation of a bunch of stuff with a with a very loose Batman covering over it. Like, it, it feels very right. Buffy... Or or Joss Whedon-y, I should say, um, because I haven't really explored Buffy too much, but I watched a lot of Firefly and other shows of his. Feels very Buffy-like, but without the strong dialogue. Feels like X-Men, but well, without any of the things that makes X-Men cool. Um, it, I will say that, like, I don't know, like the the, the show the show actually does like you you mentioned the fan base. Like, uh, I, I looked up its reviews and stuff. Like, IMDb it, is, like, a 6.4 out of 10. I was going to say it's stronger and, than you might think. Yeah, like, that's where I, I was actually quite surprised. And that's when I learned about the fan base. Like, in Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 52%. So, it's tied with Rise of Skywalker. So, that means is something, that, right? Wait, is that audience um, or critic score, though? That's critics. It's tied with the critics. So, uh, I don't remember the audience. I should have wrote down the audience one. Um, I don't know. Uh, I can well, look and those are two very separate and arguably uh, yeah yeah i don't yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm a little flustered that to hear that rise of skywalker critically did the same as birds of prey because i feel like one of them is significantly better and i'll leave the viewer to decide yeah, which one, I but, guess, but but critic critics were critics were dis disagree apparently um for for the fans uh 45 percent <laughs> audience score on rotten tomatoes so the critics liked it more than you the know, fans I, yeah, I mean, I feel that's just about right, though. Overall, overall, I, I feel, um, I feel like, but that's out of twenty three and twenty five. Twenty five for the audience, twenty three, uh, for the tomato meter for critics. But um, but we'll, let's let's end this up. That we fucking been talking about Birds of Prey more than it needs to be. 
Uh, what do you what do you think, David? Is it is it is it do we keep watching or 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 do we cancel? Final thoughts. I want to keep watching, but in the same way that a person like slows down when they see a really bad accident on the road. <laughs> it's your B movie show. It's like I should not be watching this. Um, someone has clearly died in there, but I I I like had that morbid curiosity. As as <laughs> as for a rating. I don't know, four out of ten, if we're going arbitrary, slightly medi- mediocre. Okay. It's mediocre. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't need to, I don't need to continue. That's where I'm at. Uh, I don't, like, I could, I could just play it in the background, honestly, and just do other shit like I did for the other three episodes, but there's really no, like, overwhelming desire to keep watching. Uh, minus, minus, there is, I, I might want to watch... Uh, one of the episodes, I think it's the end episode where there's a fight between Harley, uh, Quinn, and, and and Huntress, and they play the tattoo, all the things, she, um, all the things you said playing in the background. Is that what it, it is? It used to be. They changed the music. Oh the well, fuck it. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure if you YouTube it, you can find the original scene because that's how. I... Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just gonna YouTube it. Like <laughs> that's the only thing that I, I would do, and just because like tattoos all the things you said has like kind of a special weird thing in our friend I'll, group and I'm yeah like... and i'll be honest i i just want to watch it because i want to watch you watch it and and just watch you just be visible am i your car wreck i feel like i'm <laughs> no car birds wreck. of praise the car wreck am i you're the friend that's like dude stop slowing down <laughs> stop slowing, stop down, slowing down david you're blocking <laughs> traffic you're gonna cause a second accident i'm just like but come on man it's the fire's blue Fire, the fire Fire's blue, blue. Man. <laughs> was it always, always blue? anyways so that was that was our first tv show review and and of our spin-off series uh i'd like to thank any of you who bothered to try us out like how was our fucking pilot episode was it was it worth it was it worth your time um yeah uh, and of course uh we would love to hear your opinion too if you have any questions yeah. or comments or if you just want to talk about your memories of first of play i i'd be actually really interested in hearing uh someone's take on the show that actually watched it while it aired so if any of you are out there and just happen to catch your podcast if you want to leave a comment that'd be actually really cool and very appreciated yeah uh i i'm actually curious to see if anyone hasn't seen this show and has decided to rewatch the show as a result and then has like some views on it that would be cool too if not that's fine but uh I'll make sure to check out other video junkyard podcasts projects along the way like we also review movies with our movie review and then we have another show called free rentals in which we just shoot the shit about literally whatever pops into the minds and that could have a special guest or not or whoever and then we also have a discussion show called trash talk where we break down cultural importances of shows and and, and deeper meanings it's we're working on things we got things going so I think I sold it. I think that's selling Absolutely. it. I'm not great at this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you, David. Anyway, so uh, I've, I've been Ryan. And I, uh, I am also here, but my name is David. Thank you, David. And this... His name is David. That is David. And this is the Awkward Silence that concludes the TV Junkyard Podcast. Tune in next week where we watch a bird feeder for an hour. Stay classy. <laughs> David, play that tattoo. Hey, wasn't that a really fun show? Smart, witty, full of wonderful commentary. We just never, ever talk about this again. Yeah, I hope we talk about it loads. 
We just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the TV Junkyard. I like your energy, hombre. What do you say you and I ride go-karts later? I want to go horseback riding. Deal. This show is part of the TV Junkyard podcast family. And if you actually ended up liking what we made here, well, you always left me satisfied and smiling. So. That's what she said. <laughs> then I might suggest that you check out our other shows. And the best way to do that is to find and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash videojunkyardpodcast, on Twitter at videojunkpod, and on Instagram at videojunkyardpodcast. All one word. Could you not just let me enjoy this moment of not knowing something? I mean, they happen so rarely. I want to take this opportunity to thank you again for listening to our program. And remember, keep surfing those airwaves because you never know what you might find in the TV junkyard. So now you can go back to just being you instead of a one-dimensional character with a silly catchphrase. I've lost contact, sir. What? And that concludes our TV Junkyard podcast. Have a good night.